Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route to the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we get, why is it that when we're starting broadcast, Jack hits the brakes? Yeah. Okay. What we do is we discuss the issues between rural and urban America as I continue to sit in the back of my bus on the Arise USA tour, Faith, Family, and Freedom coming to a town near you. It's Tuesday. That means that we have our across the pond version of Rural Routes. Andrew Henderson finally checking in from the UK and Jay Truett from somewhere south of the border. Yeah. Uh, so what I mean is I just row the boat here, guys. You know what? Do you know what? We're on this bus together, aren't we? I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking of jumping up and down. Right. And, uh, I, yeah, just, uh, yeah. We'll just do right. this. We'll yeah, all do this the whole program. No, the only, the, only thing is, the only thing is, everyone, we're not on the back row. No chance. Okay, just so that you know. And, um, and we're certainly not fake, phony, and false. No. Either. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, all good. How's it going, Andrew? <laughs> Andrew, you... All right, it's going well, Ted. It's going well, going well. <laughs> Andrew, we all know that this whole thing is basically just a ruse so that he can deny hay to people nationwide. Yeah. Right? He's driving... Look at someone who needs hay. Like, no, sorry, I can't. The, the lengths this man will go to get his own bus are unbelievable, <laughs> right. aren't they? Yeah, right, exactly. Hey? Right. hey? The Trent Loose Tales bus all across America. Yeah. He's even got my, my cousin, who's the lead singer of Sticks, jealous because he's never toured as much as Trent's touring at the moment. It's unbelievable. Well, we got to come back. Someday we have to come back to your your uh, cousin with Sticks. But, uh, the you know, the real surprise they had is they got to the first, uh, they got to the first uh, stop. Yeah. And... Uh, Trent had shoved about 120 feeder pigs down in the bottom storage area. <laughs> and had some guy come by to unload them. You and, don't know how yeah. close that is to being true. You have you no know, idea. I've got this vision of him selling these Gloucester Roll spots all across America. <laughs> he's, he's the, and the then, real purpose of this tour is yeah. he's selling show pigs all over yeah. the southern tier of the United States that he couldn't yeah. otherwise yeah. put the, the transportation yeah. on. So Anyway, don't tell everybody that because um, the people have stopped uh, I, turning I, up. I, I, I won't tell, tell you a story. I'll tell you a story, uh, a little story, very quickly. It'll make you all smart. Years and years ago, I was, uh, as you know, I'm a dairy nutritionist, but in my area, I had a number of pig farmers that my company said, look, while you're in that area, you've got to visit these pig farmers. So I decided that I'd start to visit these pig farmers. And one of them in particular had cows and pigs. So that was very good. So I got to learn about pigs because he wanted to buy off me. So I, I ended up spending quite a lot of time going to this farm to sell pig feed as well as dairy feeds. Anyway... When I got on his farm one day, he rang me at six o'clock in the morning and said, I want you down on my farm and I'm here within the hour. What I'm witnessing here is an absolute disgrace. And I said, why? He said, just come to the farm. And what had happened was this wagon driver had arrived at this farm and he had 18 tons of pig feed on his lorry and a blower and a blower. And he attached his pig feed to this, to this uh, pipe to go into a bin, right? Yeah, and uh, went sat in his cab, turned it on, 
and just sat and read, read his paper. Unfortunately for this guy, he was putting it into a bin that was already full. <laughs> what, happened was, what happened was the top of the bin exploded right. and all this food was just like a huge big cloud right. um, over the top of the farm. And all I could hear was this scrapping going on. That's all I, I, I describe it as scrapping. As, as can you imagine, 2,000 pigs and it was raining food. Raining oh, yeah. Food. Yeah. yeah. No. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, Woo-hoo! You know, yeah, the, the thing about that is that pig food also doubles as pig bedding because they love yeah. to lay in it, which yeah. eliminates the need to eat it after they've laid in it for a week. All right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, well, so, see, uh, I, I want to talk finished. about... Not okay. finished. So, the end of the story is that I spent quite a lot of time at this pig farm to try and get the, keep the customer happy, weighing the pigs, making sure that their feed conversion rates were, were right. And I got inv- invited, my wife and I got invited to, I'm going to say this in front of Trent, to the annual pig ball, right? So we went to this annual pig ball and we're there, we're all, it's all very nice, it's free drink and everything. And my wife very loudly said, in front of quite a lot of people actually, she said to me, is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm really sorry, but... That's pig farmers for you. Yeah, that's a pig <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, uh, carry on. Finish okay, so as a as a nutritionist, I want to go. I want you to go back over this because I too, at one point in time in my life, had a blow a blow tube because we had a feed mill, and then we would blow it, which you know fundamentally makes sense. Except the problem nutritionally is that when you put it in a blower and you blow it through a long, I, I would blow it the football length to a place where there were feed bins that fed the pigs automatically how do you keep those nutrients together and andrew it speaks to just how we've moved into precision nutrition and agriculture that you cannot possibly blow stuff and keep the zinc tied to the amino acids tied to the corn to everything else actually we in the uk as you know are slightly ahead of you with quite a lot of things i do not know that Um, (laughs) <laughs> what we decided to do, and you may have got there, is that we actually made the, made the feed into compound feed, which meant that we made it into a pellet that was able to blow so that, that all of the nutrients would remain in the pellet. And it's yeah. bound by oil and fat to be able to make it into a complete diet. So that's how we got around the problem. How about you, Trent? Well, well we know that because we know for a fact that pellets never crumble. And you can't blow you can't blow a pellet, by the way. Well it depends. You see, the thing is in the UK we go maybe fifteen foot with the blow, but no, not in America. No, we gotta go three hundred. It has to be a football field, doesn't it? It has to be a football field. Twice actually. You probably have to go one end of the football field to the other end of the football field. Okay. Because you have to have longer and bigger pipes than everyone else. But in but, the UK, the pipes are about 15 meters long maximum. Anyway, carry on. You, you, you bring up another point that's a, a point of discussion within the nutritional community is that to make that pellet, you actually have to heat the feed and then add your com- combining agents. So what nutrition is actually lost by heating the feed right. instead of letting the heat take place in the stomach? So you don't... You don't- you don't. You just have raw steak for dinner, do you? Then, do you yeah. that right? Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you've I ever try. seen Trent, if you've I ever knew, seen Trent, I knew that was going to be his answer. 
So, Trent, you never have a hot meal, no? Well, of course I have a hot meal. Okay, but my asking, but my steak, asking. I eat it raw. I'm just asking. Uh, look, you're right, but there are certain nutrients that you can make sure that are protected against heat treatment, as you know, Trent. And quite a lot of ingredients are protected against heat treatment. But you have a point, a very good point, I might add. But it's a point that is taken into consideration when putting together a diet, especially for a dairy cow. But anyway, carry on. It's but but can't you, don't you just have to? And I mean, seriously, this conversation is kind of interesting when we uh, again back to Trent's point that we talked that how just how far advanced it is, and it's why people I think in a lot of a lot of our uh, uh, our public officials and especially regulators just don't. They, they, they honestly, I mean, bless their hearts, they don't comprehend what's really going on in, in most of our world. But to your to your point, um, you, I mean, the, just the very fact that someone is thinking through how we keep amino acids in a in a pig's ration at a rate post heat from the pellet machine at the level that it'll still bind to zinc and the other maybe thirty ingredients in that ration sometimes. Uh, poultry rations are even more complicated than that today, right? Right, right. <clears throat> and and I, I and I mean I'm not trying. To, I'm really not trying to change the conversation, but I did use. No, no, no. I did change. I did use almost this exact discussion uh, this last week when I was talking to a group of corn corn producers who are trying to figure out how they communicate with Congress how bad all these tax proposals will be for them on their operation. And I said, yeah. you know, literally you think about maybe the 30 ingredients that go into a feed ration today, mm-hmm. or say 20 even. Let's dumb it down a little bit. Out of those 20, all of those are variables. None of those have uh, fixed prices on them at any given day. There's, there's literally variables in every respect. A bunch of those still come from small businesses and other family operations that are going to be impacted by this. And somehow or another, uh, an economist somewhere does a real simple analysis and says, oh, well, Trent can afford, um, his wife can afford for him to die and still pay 35% of the operation and they'll survive. But what, but what gets left out of that conversation is it's not, I mean, no offense to Trent, it's not just him we're worried about. Um, it's just okay. 31 people that support Trent. Roll route. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, Arise USA coming to a town near you. Get involved. More after this. <laughs> Roll route. This is a mess. I tell you what, though. I, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These listeners, I they? know. Hey. And if you're just joining us on the video... I'm in a bus, so I I should be on Lady Blue, but I'm in a bus. I am on Lady Blue on the outside of my bus. It's pretty cool to have your picture John on a Joe. bus on the outside of your bus. I, I want to give it to the person that said John Joe. That's close. <laughs> That's Mary. No. All right. You got to name the, the character. All right. I know. I know. Uh, so, Jay, I had to cut you off, but... That that's going to lead into a whole other discussion that I'm finding common on this tour. And in case you're just joining us, um, I'm on a bus because there's a group of us on the Arise USA tour. I was in New Orleans Sunday night, Jackson, Mississippi last night, and tonight we're headed to Memphis. Shelby Farms Park, come see us from 5 to 7. Love to meet you. But 
you know, along this line, I'm finding a lot of people are buying into the rhetoric that the soil is depleted and, and how are farmers going to be able to continue? And I explained to this couple last night, wonderful couple. We had a fantastic conversation, but I said, you know, let's just talk about soil health because the soil has never been healthier in the United States since we right. discovered North American continent. And that was completely foreign to them because it's opposite of what they've been told. I said, look, look at the production and look at the year after year, our ability to produce and continue. We have put more organic matter in the soil. We continue to, I'm not saying we do it the way we should yet, but we continue to get better. That is a complete misnomer to folks that are not directly involved and it creates opportunities that I didn't even anticipate on this journey, but it's huge. And you told that story about the, uh, what we used to get out of one acre and now what we get out of... Absolutely. You know, that, that, that tells everybody how fertile the ground is. These but days. the truth the, the truth of the matter is, really probably the more accurate way to say that is is that it may be more fertile than it's ever been. Absolutely. It is. Literally. Even before, yeah. before any, any people were browsing around here or before um, uh, some ancestors somewhere were you know, roaming around uh, on foot, not horseback. Uh, but it, listen, we, the, and, and the complexity of what it takes to actually not have a lot of hungry people in the world. It's one of, it's one of the biggest stories of the last decade that literally just got lost was that hunger reached its all-time low. Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely I, true. true. Uh, Jay, that's a brilliant yeah, and, and it should have been it should have been the story of mankind, and the and the second part of that is why, mm. right? Well, I, I'm not going to give credit to a big company in St. Louis for creating some magic seed, right? Because that's that was just a tiny bit of the equation. What really happened was that. We figured out the technology of production across the board. Andrew talked about it before. When we first started, we were all giving him a bad time about the, the pig feeder explosion. But the truth of the matter is, and again, that's, that's one of the things that people in Washington, D.C., for them, everything is simple because their life is simple. They get elected, and they're okay, right? Um, it, 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 we seem to have these snap answers to everything because we can't see the world in context. And, and the context of the food system in the world today is that there are, like, a lot of people that are involved in it. We may only have, in the United States, we used to quote all the time, right, when I was lobbying for, for ag groups, um, we would say that there's 2% of the population are farmers. That's not true. There, there may be 2% of the people live on a farm, but those people really aren't farmers, uh, a lot of them. Um, some of them are running sustainable operations just to support themselves. That's fine. That's great. I, don't I, have, I, I, I have the I have the numbers if you want them. Yeah, but it's 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 you probably say like six hundred thousand something, right? Yeah, USDA says that there's two point one million farmers in the United right. States, but they classify a farmer anybody who sells more than one thousand dollars in gross right. sales. One thousand dollars, eighty percent. Of eighty percent of the food in this country is produced by one hundred and twenty thousand farm families. Right, that's what I was going to say. And in the middle of that, sometimes you catch people at USDA saying that there's about six hundred thousand people that make up the bulk of the production, and it's just not true. 
And it hasn't been true for like 15 or 20 years. More so that, so that, is, that, is that saying then the same as here? It's the 80-20 rule? That, uh, yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah. That, uh, Basically, so, right, 20-80, whichever way you want to say it. But what, what I would say about nutrition, and it's what brought me into this industry, is um, when I learned the accuracy required to be able to improve dairy performance, in terms of the dietary requirements of the mother and uh, when we used to have to work out by hand what the maintenance figure for that that, uh, that, that cow was per annum and then add on the nutritional requirements of the calf right. and then add on the nutritional requirements of the milk that she was genetically uh, looked to to produce that became intriguing to me and as you quite rightly point out yeah, the te- how technical it's become has amazed me, but it's it's great fun because it is evolving every year I've been in the job. And it's been really, really interesting to see how it evolves. And the one thing that's always the constant is that you don't get the performance, the genetic performance or the animal health, unless the, the whole ration is designed to keep the cow, the calf, and what she produces healthy. And in fact... If humans took the same approach, we wouldn't be vegans at all. Yeah. No chance. So now let's now let's so now let's bring the, the conversation really to a full circle. So really what makes all of that possible, yeah. everything that you just described, that there was any value associated well, number one was that there was a value associated with that. Somebody would pay you to do that because it returned them some sort of return on the investment that they were making in you, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. For, for several years, I, I worked, and what I figured out was like, so you could call it a scam, but truthfully, it was one of the more interesting dynamics that I ever got involved with, and that was the sale of replacement dairy heifers from the United States live to mm-hmm. Russia because right. they were in dire straits. Right, yeah. And, and the truth is, it's a never-ending thing. Why? It, it, it literally is one of those things. At first, you think, this is some kind of weird pyramid scheme. How, where are all these animals going? How can you have that many dairy heifers, demand for that many dairy heifers every single year from Europe, from the United States? They were getting them from Australia. They wanted them from everywhere in the world. And you know why? It's because they didn't have, they couldn't put it into the perspective where they could realize the real value of that. They'd borrow the money from their from their their agriculture bank, buy the heifers, milk them for a year, and then fail to get them rebred because they couldn't manage the nutrition on the females. They end up culling them from the herd and buy just go out and buy another heifer. They would only buy the heifers if they were already bred because they knew that once they got them there, that there they was couldn't a, get them bred. Right, they, there was like an eighty percent chance they wouldn't ever get them to right. to come fresh again, and. If that were to happen at any of the countries that celebrate freedom and that focus on capitalism and that honor property rights and that honor individuals' responsibility and accountability, they, those individuals be, would be eliminated from the industry. If you if you failed at an 80-20 rate on getting your cows rebred in oh, any sure. operation in America, I doubt you would be in business the second year. I just don't. I, I can't imagine the, the lender that would allow it. You got it. You've got it in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's what makes it so exciting because 
Um, if you do your job right, it's very rewarding. Uh, my concern for the people that Trent is speaking to on the Arise uh, bus tour is that the way the economy looks as though it's about to go, commodities are the beginning of roaring inflation. High oil prices, lumber, uh, lumber prices, food prices are all going the wrong way for the American people. They're going up and your taxes are going to go up at the same time. And that's really concerning because yeah. can the people of the country afford to feed themselves uh, healthily over the next three to four years? Uh, uh, I'm questioning whether they will be able to. Right. So in the last minute of this second segment, that's been one interesting tidbit because I go into the data and I get refreshed on what Mississippi produces, what Louisiana produces. And number one agricultural commodity produced in Louisiana is forestry. It's number two in Mississippi. And so I've been able to tie that into the whole climate change thing because these trees, I'm, I'm riding here on Interstate 55 and it's like a constant forest. We produce four times more oxygen from the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than the Amazon rainforest. Everybody wants to have an old pitiful meets party about the Amazon rainforest and not give credit where credit is due to what's happening in the U.S. in terms of the conversion of those essential components. i got to go to a break. We're way over once again. Neogen providing an opportunity to look at the genomic side of what's happening, not in the trees, but in all of the food animals. Get details about Neogen shining a light on your genetic future by looking at the DNA that's present to minimize those mistakes in the future. Really not about the mistakes, but about optimizing performance to make us more efficient. Producing more with less. Neogen is on the cusp of getting that done. Get details at neogen.com. Second half of Roll Route ahead. Welcome back. Roll Route. Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson from the UK. Jay True. You know, let's just talk about mar- modern marvels for a moment. Andrew is whining about not getting a good connection in the UK. Jay is in, he isn't even in a state, is in a territory of something, Puerto Rico. I'm, I'm riding in a bus 70 miles an hour down an interstate, and we're all having a conversation. Right. I'm on the bus too. I'm on the bus too. <laughs> but you, yeah. you should be on, on the bus. Well, we do have earthquakes often here, so maybe I'll just do this. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah. no, I think, uh, listen, I've got a picture of this bus. Look at this. Look. look I look. know. I saw. He showed. You know what? He showed me the picture, and yeah. and um, I, I wasn't going to point it out until now, but I think it. I think, don't you think Trent looks like he could lose a few pounds in that picture on the side of that? <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, at the, I mean, at, the, at the rate of what I'm eating on this trip, I am going to lose a lot of few pounds because I haven't had time to even have a meal. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We're going to get right. all this. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah. Well, yeah you know, uh, he, He's, he's name dropping more than President Obama so far. I tell you, you want yeah. to hear what he's doing yeah. out with? He, no. He's meeting all the good and great of America. I do. Uh, again, uh, I mean, so first, huge props for what you guys are doing, right? Who did I, mean, I name a, drop? Hold on, Jay. Who did I name drop? Devin Nunes. Devin Nunes oh, is not a name him. drop. He's kind of one of our heroes. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and he's a friend. I'm not name dropping. And I didn't bring him up. You did. No, you did. You said, what if I no, get him on? No, you said, you, you started talking oh. about the Russian dossier. I said, well, I have a source. We're going to talk about it today, 1230 Central Time. Uh, uh, speaking of name dropping. The most important man in agriculture in uh, Mississippi and, yesterday. And again, I've, listened, I've been listening to you. I've and, been listening to you. Uh oh. Now uh, we're in charge, Andrew, because Trent's off. <laughs> no, it's him that's oh, that's great, right? Now we can take over. Uh, yeah, we this can is pretend. How I'll, I'll, I, look, I can be fake, phony, and false and pretend he was name dropping. How about that? That's yeah. All, all I'm going to say, Andrew, is <laughs> we, all, all I, I just have one comment. When we start interviewing new hosts, let's like follow the current news max model. <laughs> Right, yeah, interviewing hosts because uh, we want to skip. It's time to alternate over to a really cute blonde lady, right? Uh, <laughs> I'll see if I can find you. Just as entertaining as Trent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. apparently Tom Elms has made the point. It's a Volkswagen bus. I didn't realize yeah. that. I don't, how right. he worked that out from what he was watching, I don't know. Is that because Trent's. Heads going up and down a lot. Oh, right, it yeah. could be, right? <laughs> no, All actually, right. What, what you're going to find out is that that picture that he took, really that it was Photoshopped, and he stretched it a long ways. It's actually like one of the little buses, right, that uh, that they used to drive around for just the kids yeah. in town. And so, uh, I, I take it I disappeared for a moment right after I said that I was traveling down the road 70 mile an hour as a modern marvel. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, Brian. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah. hey, Andrew, I all of a sudden know what it, be, it feels like to be your cousin, Lawrence Gow. All right. Oh, my, what's that? Why, are women throwing themselves at you already, Trent? My goodness. Wow. No, I had, no, nothing, <laughs> I had nothing to say about that. But John Stensland. <laughs> Is the uh, the tour manager, and that's oh. what he does. He tours mostly with Christian bands, but oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, but now I, I mean, I, I never thought about being Lawrence Gowan until you, you get on the bus. So here we are. All right, hey, back to hey. agriculture and soil fertility. Yeah, 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 before yeah. I break out in my lead guitar riff, just an audition <laughs> for someone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, man. You have a guitar? Uh, Yeah, I can play a guitar. Uh, I play it best on the radio. Yeah, just by pushing a button. (laughs) See that? Yeah. Do you you realize you've upset one of our listeners? Because Mary Sneed says, thanks, Andrew. I thought John Joe was close enough. And I agree with that. Yeah, John John Joe is right next to Tom Gardner. Absolutely, Mary. I can't believe I didn't give it to you. <laughs> all right. So, Jay, before all of that wasted five minutes and 12 seconds, I had to cut you off in the last break about something pretty relevant. No, the, but, the so uh, again, my point, my point is literally in all of this is that there is this perception somehow that agriculture, especially in public policy, is is uh, is like this little tool in the toolbox. It's really simple. It's not, it's not even a crescent wrench. It's just like a screwdriver, right? Maybe it's vital and you need it all the time, but everyone, there's an appearance that, that it's really simple. And I think one of the missions for people that are involved in agriculture 
and the supporting industries in agriculture is to start having a much more complicated conversation with their members of Congress. And the, and the talking points that we all have to start trying to figure out how to use, because that's the way a member of Congress is going to communicate is with a talking point, is literally to, to make sure they understand that in, in that, say a guy just grows just corn and beans somewhere in Illinois, right, or Iowa, just to make it simple to define. He doesn't even have a feeding operation. He's just a corn and bean farmer somewhere in Iowa. There's probably 30 businesses that he draws from that each one of these decisions will impact negatively. Right. And and out of all of those 30 businesses, many of them are in the same shape that the farmer is in. He doesn't control the price that he purchases inputs from. He has very little control over the price that he sells product for on the backside. Um, his labor costs largely are him and or people that he loves very dearly, like his family or uh, extended family. If he slave, does other, slave labor like kids. Right. Yeah. As they suggested. Um, but when you when you put all of that together, what you realize really quickly is, is that this what we're doing right now in Washington, D.C. is trying to finish the death knell blow for every small town in America. Because you can't, you can't justify the manufacturing plant that's out on the outskirts of some little town if there's no other supporting businesses there. And right. when, you, when you take that feed mill out or you take the nutritionist and the veterinarian out of town, all of a sudden you just start gutting it in the same way that you gut it when you remove the hospital or the doctor's office or whatever else it is. All those things are like integral ingredients. And uh, and then everybody moves to St. Louis and they don't understand why a bunch of angry people have created it to be the murder capital of the USA today, right? You know um, what, though? Let, you know what, Jay? Just stick to the positives because you, you, you gave, you're giving a great sermon there. And I agree right. with 100% of what you said because it's like everything. You need the police. You need your farmers. You need your local shops. You need the entrepreneurs that that know about the strength of your local uh, land and forestry and everything. You need all of those ingredients to maintain a healthy society. Yeah. One of the things that's happening at the moment is that, especially through COVID-19, and we all have to agree with this, is it's taking away our local society. Yeah. Everybody had to buy from Amazon or buy purchase goods in from a hypermarket to be delivered direct to their doors. eBay has... has and we've, I think I'm right in saying nine new billionaires have been created right. every every week or something like that right. because right. of this, the way it's killed, this whole um, coronavirus has killed our society, basically. And right. I think that's the message that Trent is giving on this Arise yeah. USA tour is, look, we're people producing food. We want to keep innovation going. We want to keep entrepreneurs. We want to have choice we don't want the same piece of cheese or the same piece of chicken. Right, or the right. We want to have all those things that make the ingredients of life work. And I think that's the message that your, lo every, your local businesses and your local schools and your local fire station and your local police station, they are the, they are the, the, the building blocks of life. Do not give them up and, yeah. and manage them and 
make them your government because the one you've got at the moment is fake, phony, and false. Everyone. No, absolutely. The, the, the ultimate question, I think it's a real simple question when you start having the conversation, and really this is about you want government to make every decision in your life or do you want to be able to make them based on other values and other choices, right? And if and, and here's, here's like one of those first things that you should consider. Who did a better job preparing meals for you, your mom or the lady in the lunch cafeteria at school? My now, mom. The lunch- I, I, I had good school lunches, right? But, <clears throat> man. Uh, uh, I, 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 never, I never was very happy with my school lunch. But they don't, they paled in comparison to what mom did for me. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so now we're, now we, uh, here a few years ago, we tried to actually ruin school lunches by um, uh, turning it into like a Gestapo uh, gulag style menu, right? We, we remove potatoes, and then we remove meat, and then we remove whatever, right? Uh, you, you can't, Jay, you can't commit nothing. I'm passionate about nothing more than the, the path of starvation and depredation that we've intentionally yeah. put our kids on in yeah. a, what is supposed to be a learning environment, and we don't nutritionally feed the brain. It's yeah. the most ridiculous thing or well, intended. One minute, Andrew. Well, when you look at the – I mean, I, I know this is not agriculture, but it's the same thing. As soon as you rely on massive corporations and massive conglomerates to run your life, look mm-hmm. at what happened. Biden closed the pipeline from Canada, relied on the Russian pipeline. Then what's happened is that they've had to pay millions of uh, alumni in Bitcoin to keep the pipeline open because you weren't getting fuel to run your daily lives. If that doesn't tell you all what fake, phony, and false lives you're leading – Nothing else will. Right. You've, I, I, you've elected. You've elected a fraud, folks, and that needs to stop. Yeah. We did not elect anything; it was stolen. We'll take it from there. Okay. We'll come back with the last segment of Roll Route. Before we go to that segment, I want to remind you about a beef supply that we're a part of at home. Cabs are still coming. Kelly tells me it's going very well. We're halfway through our calving season with these certified Piedmontese. The Piedmontese sires are all about myostatin genes and how that leads to tenderness. We have been talking about science and technology paving away. Well, we identify the genomics thanks to Neogen and the Igenity system, and then we replicate those because we get a tender beef eating experience every time. That's what it's about, consistency. But you, the farmer and the rancher, need to get paid for that. Lone Creek is making that happen with the certain by Piedmontese system. Marlon Will has the structure. Get a hold of him at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. And if you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, stop by the restaurant. We'll be back with the last segment of Roll Route after this. Welcome back. Roll Route. Trent Luce in my blues. My eight shoes. I'm all shook up. I'm all shook up. Memphis, Tennessee. Shelby Farms Park. Used to be a prison farm. In Memphis, oh. now it's a beautiful park. That's where we will be today from 4 to 7. I will see you at Shelby Farms Park. Tomorrow, by the way, it is Russellville, Arkansas at the Hope County Fairgrounds. If you can get to Russellville tomorrow, that's where we want to see you tomorrow on the Arise USA Tour. That, uh, uh, that you've just described that you're going to today, is it a farm? Is that a farm that you that, that watches um, Rural Route in the past? Have I heard that farm name before? No. Oh, okay. It's a park. 
previously a prison farm. Because have you heard the news that's coming out of California, Governor Newsom? Apparently, is reducing people's prison sentences. Right. Get this, folks. If you have the vaccination. Yes. So I actually went. Oh, I, I wait a minute. I can't name this guy because then you'll blame me for name dropping. But there was an unnamed. No, Gary, from, carry on. From, carry on. From California, named Nunes, that <laughs> invited me to be on his Freedom Festival stage in Tulare, oh, and uh, th- like three weeks ago, and one of the individuals present who I had the most fascinating conversation with is a parole officer in California. And so we spent a great deal of time talking about not only just reducing sentences, but he was letting 60,000 inmates out for no good reason. And so I was talking to him about that. And then it evolved into talking about the kids and the teenagers that continue to get in the system and how these kids are coming through with one parent or maybe no parent. And we expect them to somehow have the right path. That's not going to work. If you don't have two parents, you're not going to have the right path. I did not just say that if you were raised by a single mother, you don't have a chance. I'm just saying the odds are much better for everybody who has two parents, mother and a father. I'm very old-fashioned well, like that. And actually, whether and whatever sexual preference you have, being part of a family is what life is about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have yeah. your discussions, that, but it is how everybody learns within you know, you've got your, you've got the, the children, the parents, and the grandparents, and that's where a lot of knowledge comes from. It's it's when you think about it, it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. You're passing. You know, I, the amount of times I I thought that my dad was wrong, and I now know that he was right. You know, how many people can say that? Loads. Everybody. You know, we we all say you know that we all go through life knowing that that. Eventually, you do learn that your dad was right about a lot of things. Your mum was right a lot about, about a lot of things, and that's what makes the wheels go round, as they say. Trent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you are you pontificating that I could be on a bus with the wheels going around? I it's uh, I I just honestly just wanted to break into that joy bus song that we used to sing. <laughs> right. Oh, is that was that when you were was that was that when you were in fifth grade then? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was I was one of the kids that went to the church and then got on the joy bus just to ride it, right? To go pick up everybody else and, and come back. So I, I got like a double dose of it, right? I needed it. I needed it. I just want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you giving me all of this fodder for today because I'm going to repeat everything you said during my presentation today in Memphis and give you no credit whatsoever for planting. Well, so so here's here's my other catch that one of the other stories that kind of slipped. You can you can think through this and whether or not it has value or not. Yeah. But so it has come out this week that a whole bunch of members of Congress are having to, to go through therapy over the January 6th ride. Right? <laughs> oh, you are kidding. All the way all the way from Nancy Pelosi down are having to, you know, they just can't deal yeah. with that stress. Meanwhile, also in the building at exactly the same time was Dan Crenshaw, right? Yeah. Who is a true American hero if they're if if you can just like 
make a poster of a true American hero is Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who was like half blind, right, during the event, managed to casually walk out of the building when they were warned that they needed to vacate. Um, No members of Congress were really accosted by anybody that came into the building anyway. And the only reason that AOC got scared was because a Capitol Hill policeman who was trying to check on her was beating on the bathroom door that she was hiding in. Yeah. Of course, he says that didn't happen. Uh, she says uh, it did. Me, can I just well, well, can I? Uh, are you aware that one of the lead stories uh, on one of the news stations of America right this moment is that they've now ascertained that the only way that the doors could be opened were from the inside. It's yeah. an electronic oh, system. Yeah. Right. So yeah. somebody has pressed a button on the inside. Andrew, we all, we all saw the video of yes, individuals landing the ends. But I contend that I have the perfect strategy for dealing with the therapy of these congresswomen and men in the Senate and in the House that need therapy. Put, a, put fatigues on them and put them on the front lines in Afghanistan for one week with men and women who are risking their lives to protect our freedom, and they might decide that really there's nothing to worry about January 6th. Right. We're all okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with Trent because it's becoming ridiculous that Pro- Project Veritas has, has now released real evidence on this. And you, that guy's been paid $90,000, the guy that was the Black Lives Matter um, uh, adjutant, CNN, and they know that. And it's going to come out, and I think it's really good. But, Jay, can I just ask, you know those ear warmers you're wearing, do they work? These? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Do, do oh, you yeah. need still, you've still got you, the Harry Potter shirt on then. Why, yeah. why do you need, need air warmers in Puerto Rico? Can't you see the equator from there? We, yeah, you yeah. can, first of all. Um, you know what? It got cold It got cold here on, um, on I think, uh, it was Saturday. Uh, it, it got down into the 70s. And uh, <laughs> wow. And so yeah. I've been I've been a little cool, chilled since then. So I might have to fly back to DC uh, again here in a in a few days, and um, I'm trying to get warm ahead of time because it may even be in the 60s at night there. Jay, did you wish Andrew happy birthday yesterday? No, I did not. Yeah. Did you see him, or did anyone see no. him? No. I had one friend who wished me happy birthday. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. I feel bad now. No, no, it's okay. It was a friend. Was well, a happy friend. birthday. Right, yeah, happy birthday. Belated it was. Birthday. It was. I, I, I spent the whole day getting over the previous day. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I, I have to tell you, I went to see Liverpool for the first time in 18 months. Uh-huh. And they had to win yeah. to qualify to qualify for what you would describe as the World Series, although only only baseball and American football only really happen in America, but you call it the World Series. But you know, I, I have to play the game with you. But we are we, we get it qualified for the Champions League, the European Champions League, by winning the game on Sunday. But my ticket normally pays for just my food and my ticket and my programme and my car parking. But this weekend... It included alcoholic beverage. Boom. So, so what happened was it was my, me and my three friends. We went. It was four of us, and uh, we decided 
the club was going to charge us double for our tickets, we would get our money's worth. The trouble is, <laughs> I think they had the, I think they had the last laugh because yeah, that'll teach them. That'll teach them. Yeah, I spent yeah. half of my birthday in bed. But anyway, there you go. I'm being honest about it. So people can laugh uh, about it. Yeah. Anyway, Speaking so. of being honest, before we run out of time, Brian Fritz. Fitzgerald brings up something that we need to address because absolutely I believe that therapy would work for our congressmen and women who are dealing with trauma. But Memorial Day, it's Memorial Day weekend. That's not about getting together, barbecuing and swimming and fishing and doing all of those things you love doing. It's about celebrating those individuals who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. So uh, I'm happy to say I'm going to be in Payne County, Oklahoma, on Memorial Day 2021. I don't know about you guys. Well, um, I'm going to be on the bus with you too. I'm sure. And at the end of the day, everybody should remember them to have fallen in the name of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Do you celebrate Memorial Day, Andrew? No, but we have Veterans Day. Um, uh, uh, it's in November every year, actually. Um, and I'm assuming it's a very similar similar thing where we uh, remember all those that have lost their lives uh, to uh, to keep us free. So um, we have veterans. I'm, I'm guessing in, that in I'm guessing that this year's celebration is going to be the biggest ever because I believe we are in the midst of a fight for our freedom. I've never had such a year. And once again, Tom Helms reminds us that it was 45 years ago this week Vietnam came to an end. That's fantastic. Wow. But, Andrew, just so you know, we have Memorial Day this weekend, which is to pay honor to those who made the ultimate sacrifice. We have Veterans Day in November, which celebrates all who serve to protect our freedom. Okay, well, we, as far as I'm aware, we have the main one in November. Somebody might correct Did me Did you that. say that we are ahead of you in something? Did you just admit that we are ahead of you in something in terms of accomplishing thanks and celebrating uh, the you, honor of people? You're ahead. To be fair, yeah. you're ahead of us in many things. I, I've been very complimentary recently about recently. the United States recently. of America. Yeah. 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 Well, I will admit it's only been recently because I've only been doing the show with him for a year and I've realized the intelligence of the average hey. American is absolutely amazing and you are you know, all waking up a lot quicker than our country and prince harry a uh, former prince harry has helped that a lot in all of north america right now that we've got him here uh no. wow it's just hey, andrew we we done screwed up because our one-year anniversary of doing this every day for a year came and went we didn't even mention it no, we are mentioning now. And, and, and Craig, thank you for wishing me happy birthday as well, Craig. Thank you. I, yeah. Listen, I, 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 I'm loving the fact that America's waking up because I'm able to explain to people the amount of people that don't know all the audits are happening in those swing states at the moment. The amount of people that don't know that Anthony Fauci is about to fall on his sword. That is credit to the American people for digging and digging and digging and to find the truth of what actually happened um, this year. And, uh, and when it comes out, I think that those people in the United Kingdom are going to be extremely, well, first of all, they're going to be quite scared, I think, because it's going to hit them from nowhere. Once they realize what's actually been going on, it's going to be very interesting to see the results. And that will do it. We have successfully journeyed down the road, connecting 
Jackson, Mississippi to Memphis, Tennessee, Shelby Farms Park, and rural and urban America, literally on Roll Route. All three of us remind you that all roads do lead to a Roll Route. See you tomorrow.